Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. Another beautiful morning in New York, 7 a.m. Eastern here. By the way, if you've missed anything in the first hour, a riveting first hour of KJM, you can always download the podcast and catch up. So this morning, guys, first of all, good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you doing this morning? You know, Denver up 1-0 on Keys Lakers. Key, you got any sleep last night? No, Max, I ain't you, man. I, I don't get no sleep. You get sleep. I don't get none. Zero. I ain't Jay. I Key, get zero. You're not human, Key, apparently. Key was hitting me the whole game. I guess what you know, we all come back. They all came back, though. They did. Yeah. I went dark for a little bit. Yeah, there. you did. <laughs> I said, Key, you good? No response until yeah. y'all started coming back. I'm, I'm a little. We had to go undercover there a little bit. I had to I had some stuff in about the third quarter or somewhere in there. I had some stuff I had to take care of. <laughs> Meantime, the Lakers never stop scrapping, man. That's the main thing. That's why this morning, if you're a Lakers fan, and I am, you got to feel confident you when you go right on the road. You play the best team in the conference. Joker has. The, one of the great all-time playoff performances, pretty much the team's firing on all cylinders. You're caught flat-footed. You're at altitude. You know, uh, you're not playing the best game. You're down 25 in the third quarter, and LeBron has a shot with about a minute and a half left to tie the game late. Like, even that would give me confidence going into game two. How confident should the Lakers be, Jay? They're going to – look, this is going to be a series. Lakers made adjustments. First off, that was a bad shot by LeBron James. Can yeah, we just keep it a buck? Still. It doesn't come down to the shot. It comes down really to the first half and the energy that wasn't matched by the Lakers that got them in that deficit. But you tell me with Jamal Murray with five fouls, why aren't you punishing his little ass? Punish him. Darv, him. Darvin okay. Ham was asked, Jay, at the postgame presser, in spite of the loss, is he confident that the team will be ready? You just mentioned they didn't match the Denver Nuggets' energy in the first quarter. Will they be ready for game two? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we, we woke up, and I thought we started digging in and playing a little bit with a little more urgency. Um, but there's no doubt in my mind, you know, when we come out for game two, we'll be ready. We'll go back and do what we need to do for our team physically, you know, start the recovery process now. Break down the film, watch what we need to watch. But thank God it's it's the best of seven. It's not the NCAA tournament. You know, it's the first of four. We'll be okay. Trust me. Woo! See, How you I'm, feeling, Keith? I'm hyped now. That's, see, I need to hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to be all right. Trust me. So that tells me he, he realizes as he was standing on the sidelines coaching the team that they need to make some major adjustments. He made those adjustments, Jay, in the second half, and now he's going to continue those adjustments on Thursday night. Uh, they just ran out of time. They started slow. They gave, they spotted, they spotted the Nuggets too many points, Jay, and then they couldn't catch them. That's basically what it boiled down to. When they made the adjustments, they couldn't catch them, Jay. You know what we're going to do today, guys? We're, we're going to start the show off at the top of the 7 o'clock hour the correct way and talk about the team for a second that actually won the game. We're going to actually talk about the guy that had 34 points, 21 rebounds, and 14 assists. Because I'm looking at the best one-man offense in the NBA today. Now, I will not say in the history of basketball, I firmly believe that to be LeBron James in his prime. But what you love about Jokic is that 
He constantly moves. It's not the fastest twitch movement key. It's not the 40-inch vertical. But you tell me what the difference is between Jokic and LeBron James. Like, there isn't that big of a difference other than LeBron is more athletic. And Jokic shoots it better. The, the vision, the, the footwork, the ability to punish people with the sides and the frame, the, the passing is elite, and the way to utilize him in the offense is what makes it so difficult for the Lakers. Not only is it the altitude that was tough for them in the opening first half, but the prep that the Lakers had coming off going against the Warriors and their perpetual movement off the ball – with guys back-cutting with the guard play, guarding smaller guards, is drastically different than the prep that you're going to have with Jokic, where it's a lot of standing and watching him operate. And the way they move off of Jokic, right? So, like, I, I think that was a level of adjusting that it takes a team a while to get acclimated to. It took them a half to get acclimated to because, stylistically, the Warriors and the Nuggets are drastically different. Curtis in North Carolina, you're on KJM. So you don't want to submit your. Well, I think you, I, okay. it's, yeah, you just it's, what you just said okay. speaks for itself. Okay. Right. Curtis. Fellas, what's going on? What's going on, Curtis? Hey, Jay, once again, man, it's been a, it's been a few months, but I got, I got to come on here and calm you down again, man. Yeah, Joker, he had, he had, a, he had an incredible game in the first half. Second half? He had four rebounds. He, he he had a great game. It was it was incredible. But once Darwin Ham made an adjustment in the second half during the game, they were on their heels. They should be terrified of game two because the defense is going to be completely different. And once we actually put Rui on him, where AD actually gets freed up and can do the other intangibles, like come and double up and block those shots and grab more rebounds, it's going to be a wrap for Denver. I don't know about a wrap, but, Jay, I think it's a good point. I well, think it's a good first point. First off, you're not going to be able to have Rudy on him the entire game, so you can just throw it out. You're going to have to give him a mix or a dosage of a variety of looks. It's going to be Rui. It's going to be AD. And all, all this double team needs to stop. Like, just let AD play him straight up. He's too good of a passer to bring somebody from the weak side to double team. And if you are going to double team – mix up the coverage, have Rui on him, bring AD from the weak side, and give him a variety of different But looks. look at that points per play to the – But to, that's a short – but this is a short sure. sample it's size. It's six plays. But six it, plays. But it is remarkable when you go from a point and a half of possession to, to two-thirds of a point per, uh, Agreed, per possession. Agreed, I don't, but I, don't I don't think the Joker is going to settle for things when Rui's on him. I think he's going to start back – the Joker has a very high basketball IQ, okay? That's why you have to keep him thinking. You have to keep him guessing what coverage he's going to be in. If you give him a high diet of any coverage, he's going to find a way to abuse it. Frank in Michigan, you are on KJM. Fellas, fellas, thank you for taking my call. Hey, man, that, that last guy took a little bit of what I was going to say. Um, I, I love game one, man. It's, it's the feel-out game. And it's almost like the Lakers getting ready to fight, right? They were still unbuttoning the shirt. They were squaring up. And Joker had the broken beer bottle ready to go. This dude had the shirt <laughs> off, ready to go. He had the bottle in hand, and they just blitzed him, right? Lakers are still getting set up, ready to go now to get punched in the mouth. Okay? Darvin Ham is not getting the love he should be getting. To the last caller's point, man, 
I mean, you see him in the in the series before this versus the Warriors. Jarvin Ham with the adjustments. He's just got that sense of calmness in that huddle, man. He he is a leader of men. And, and you know what? I, I'd be a little bit scared too if I was the, the Nuggets too. They're yeah. gonna make some adjustments. All right, and, I think it's I, I think I, it's I, an I, interesting know, point. Darvin Ham, if he does this, uh, he's boy, he's showing himself. Can we, can we just do two things? Number one, his name is not Joker. It's, it's Joker. Joker. It's Jokic or Joker. It's Jokic or Joker. Who's that was the kind of disrespect that people drive them no, crazy. No, I think he got. I think he got his tongue twisted. There, well, the last Jay. caller said Joker too. Yay, calm um, down, Jay. Yes. Yay, calm down. When you did your All NBA rankings, you spelled his name wrong. I did. Yes, I spelled his name wrong. Just, I just wanted to point correct. that out. But people also call him Darwin Ham, Darwin Ham. So I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Darwin Ham and, and the Yoker. Darwin is called the mystic theory, right, Max? The Darwinism or something the, like Darwin Ham and the Yoker. Can Darwin Ham stop the Yoker? Greco and Queens, you're on KJM. Of course he can stop the Yoker. <laughs> or Jokovic or whatever you want to call him. Jay. Me and you are not on good terms. This theory, brother. Talk about the tennis player, um, No, I mean, he's cool. Like he said, it's cool. It's, it's okay. Like I said, we stuck our foot in the water. All right, we, we tested it. Now, now we're going ready to go for a swimming game, too. Yeah. The yeah, defense was horrible the first half. Yeah, I, I, I know you feel me, Key. The defense was horrible in the first half. We, we kind of came out lackadaisical, which was the wrong thing to do. Should have came out with a little bit more intensity and, and kind of put a, uh, let's see, a stop to what they thought, well, what they – intentionally did but um like i said game two is going to be a, a totally totally different game and delo has to step up on defense he kind of got bullied by brown i did not like that at all brown was an x-factor last night that really kind of you know caused the problem for us but I, like i said adjustments will be made yeah man y'all y'all laker fans so damn emotional man the, the first thing we've been talking about here this is going to be a damn series mm-hmm. this is a series this will go six this will go seven we talked about how great the Lakers made their adjustments in the second half. We yes. got people calling in the show today saying, here you go well, again, A lot of Lakers Jay. fans out there. Not everyone's like you, a big Nuggets fan. You, 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 you You're a big Nuggets just, fan. Just, just give praise where it's deserving, y'all. Jay is a big just Denver fan, and most deserving. people are Lakers fans. It ain't about y'all today. It's about Denver today. It, it's it, okay. Jay, for a guy that had played in the NBA, was drafted number two overall, and your check had an NBA logo on it. Sometimes you act real stupid. You know that, as if the Lakers, you don't know, as you as if you don't know that the Lakers gonna always get the attention, regardless if the Nuggets won by a hundred. No, no, no. You don't seem no, to I, understand that. Oh no, I understand it. That's why I said exactly accept what it. I said. Accept it. No, I don't need to yes, accept. No, it. you're going to accept. No, it. no, you ain't gonna tell me what I need to do. Yeah, I'm gonna tell Joseph. you what you need no, to okay, do. Okay, all right. All right, because we you feel good. You fight. feel good. You feel good on a on on a Wednesday, okay? I want to see how you feel on a Friday. You know what? On this Friday, I love Friday. It's my favorite day of the week. You know what? The, you know what? The real news out of yesterday was. Well, it'll be a good <laughs> Friday. Going to be all popping, popping. The real news out of yesterday is it's going to be at least six and a half years before Wembayama goes to the Lakers, and you know that's a shame. And with with Popovich, maybe they don't even get him. Maybe you guys get Popovich next. <laughs> maybe you just get everybody. Key, you want Pop too? <laughs> You they're know, gonna, if he would have gone somewhere gonna, like Charlotte, uh, no, you'd know no, in no. six and a half years he'd be a Laker, oh, but he no, went to he Popovich. Gonna be, no, he's going to be a Laker. He's going to be a Laker. Watch. 
You yeah, watch. right. There's a good chance even with yeah, Popovich. He's got, he's we playing. go with the telly. Him, him and LaMelo. You don't like San Antonio. There's nothing there to do. It's not international flavor. Just tell him you're not signing the extension and we're going to move on. That's what's going to happen. Or sign the, no, no. You sign the extension and then insist on a trade. Put, that you know, one too. Whatever, whichever one. Is the marriage over for Devontae Adams in Las, and, and the Las Vegas Raiders? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. You have the ESPN app on your phone already, I'm sure. If not, download it. It takes one second. Great app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the ESPN app. Scroll down to live radio, and you get to work. You still want to listen? Pop in the AirPods, earphones, headphones, whatever you got, and take us right into work with you. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider with us now. Morning, Dan. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? I see you bobbing your head, DJ. I see you. What's up, Danny? Yeah, that's right. Dan, that's uh, right. Joe, I'm old enough to remember this one. Joe, Joe Burrow uh, has uh, entered into talks for a new contract. Yeah. So what was the last one? Yeah. Lamar got Good a buck eighty-four, right? So what are we looking at? A buck eighty-nine? What, what's going on here, Dan? To put, give him a little five million dollar buck. I mean, Lamar. It, right. I mean, if, if Jalen Hurts got fifty-one a year, and then Lamar got fifty-two a year, you probably expect Burrow to come in. Uh, you know, a little bit ahead of that 52, uh, if he's the next one to go. That's generally how it works. The, the devil's in the details, right? It's the structure. Like, like uh, Lamar and Hurts, their contracts are different in, in some key ways. Lamar got a big signing bonus. Hurts is more structured with option bonuses throughout. But they both did structures that helped the team. And I think when you heard Burrow talking yesterday, you heard him sort of express uh, an awareness of the situation. They, they want to get T. Higgins signed long-term. Next year, this time, they're going to want to get Jamar Chase signed long-term. They have a great team. They want to keep it together. So it sounds like, at least from what he's saying, Burrow is probably going to be willing to do the kind of structure that the Bengals will need him to do in order to manage their cap over the next couple of years. And if that's true, uh, it's great news for the Bengals and their fans because that's that's the ideal. Get Burrow locked in, but on a deal that doesn't hurt their ability to keep the team together around him. Dan, so you got that right with Joe Burrow. Who goes next? Because Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. obviously, is you got to figure that out. You got to address yeah. Patrick Mahomes because he's the best in the world. And then you got uh, uh, Herbert that's sitting there. Those two are probably the next two up, I would think. And then there's probably somebody, um, Kirk Cousins, could potentially get an extension in Minnesota. Well. 
So, I mean, look, Herbert could go first before Burrow, for all we know. So if, if Burrow were to get done, you'd, you'd keep an eye on Herbert next. And, and don't forget, uh, the Cowboys uh, with Dak Prescott could be looking to do an extension this offseason because his deal runs out after 2024. So uh, that's another one to watch. But you're absolutely right. Once all these other deals come in, then you, you, Patrick Mahomes comes in over the top, right, and says, okay, well, I should be making more than any of these guys. And who's going to argue with him? Mm. I, I do want to ask you, Dan. Like, what, what, which, what, what quarterback this season? There's so much going on. We've had Lamar Jackson. We got Joe Burrow. We got Josh Allen. That was a pick machine last year. Which quarterback do you think it has the most on the line this upcoming season? Well, uh, Tua Tungavailoa in Miami kind of jumps out to me, right? Because they've built this incredible-looking roster around him. And it's on him at this point to sort of stay on the field, right? I mean, like, look, I don't want to criticize a guy for getting hurt, but the fact of the matter is he has been unable to stay healthy uh, so far in his career. So if he can't do that, if he can't deliver, whether it be for performance or health reasons this year, then I think the Miami Dolphins are probably on the lookout, you know, this time next year for, for who you know, who they might need to replace him. I know they picked up his fifth-year option for 2024, but it's not a prohibitive number. And and if they still have questions about him this time next year, they could uh, be looking at other options for the long term. The other one that jumped to mind was Russell Wilson. I mean, in Denver, right? Like if Sean Payton can't get this fixed, then you're looking at uh, maybe an ugly uh, final chapter of his career for Russell Wilson in Denver. So those are two that jumped to mind. Dan, who, who do you think looks smaller behind their O-line, Tua or Bryce Young? That's not that's not right. I mean, I'm not like I'm just, like I'm not like you know I I'm not tall enough uh, as a human being to be making those kinds of comments about other human beings. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and pass on that, Mr. Former NBA player. Thank you. Yeah, but they're playing in the NFL. Size does count in that in that sport. I mean, I think it's that's true. a legitimate question. Come on, <laughs> sure. I mean, there are less humiliating sounding ways to ask the question, you know, who looks smaller behind their office. That's kind of a little, you know. Anyway. Who is Look, dwarfed I mean, I, by I, the I regular the sized is... men in front of them? <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, the issue. And by the way, those men are not regular no, size. No, they are not. That's Jumbo the thing. size. <laughs> those guys, those yeah, guys Jay, are the ones that are, that are the wrong size. Look. I was gonna get you Dan to well, answer. Yeah, I was gonna get you to answer for Jay because I was gonna rephrase. Yeah, the rephrase question. it, kid. Yeah, do it the right way, kid. Go do ahead. it. Do, rephrase it. No, no, <laughs> you you did it the way you needed to do it. But I was gonna say, how difficult is it for someone his size to be able to deliver the football behind such a gigantic offensive line? That's politically correct. His well, very tried. small size well, is what he meant. Go ahead. So I, so I, I think the issue with uh, you know we've heard this about smaller quarterbacks in the past, right? When they've come out, Kyler Murray, even Russell Wilson to some extent. And I think what I've always been told is like there's no quarterback that can really see over his offensive line, especially when they have their hands in the air. They all throw through passing lanes, uh, so that's something to remember. Look with Bryce Young, I think there are going to be you know some issues they have to overcome. You know, is he going to be able to see the middle of the field well enough? But these were issues. I mean, look, he played behind big offensive linemen in college as well. So it's not the first time he's confronted this. Guys, when, when people brought up Bryce Young's size before the draft, I have to stress this. It was not in regard to concerns about his performance. I think the feeling is he will play well in the NFL. The concerns about his size were ones of durability. Can he last in the NFL at his size? And it's not really the height as much as the overall 
you know, bulk or lack thereof on his frame that had people concerned. Again, these weren't significant concerns. He went number one overall. So we should all, we should all have so many questions about us. But, but when people talk about his size, it was more a question of how long can he last in the league as opposed to how effective can he be. I think Carolina believes that, that he can be a very effective passer right away. Dan Graziano, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN NFL insider. Thank you as always, Graz. And normal-sized person. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. KJM ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Jay, Yo, Jay. Joe, Joe Burrow made some comments. Mm-mm. Listen, Mm-mm. listen to what Joe Burrow had to say yesterday. The press conference, Yo, Bengals quarterback, of course. Here's Joe Burrow. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, whenever you have guys on the team that need to be paid, that's always on your mind. You want that to, to be a focal point, and so we're, we're working to, to make that happen. All right. So, key... Joe Burrow, uh, people are, you know, already talking about, hey, it's going to be a team-friendly deal. Burrow knows that he has to, you know, create a structure around him that's conducive to winning. And to that, you say what? Every deal is team-friendly when you get the deal done. When you don't get the deal done, it's not team-friendly. It's he's being selfish. It's all about him. He's going to lose his players around him. He needs to really understand it's not – you know, when you get a quarterback on his rookie deal, you can build a team around him if you don't. But as soon as you say you're getting a deal done, and you can couch it any way you want. I can pick anything out of that deal that he's going to do and say it's team-friendly. That's just the, that's the way it goes, you know. And, and that's the way it goes. It's, just, it's like that with the quarterback position. So they get, they're going to always say it's team-friendly. Tom Brady did team-friendly deals forever, Right? I mean, like, come on, man, stop it. Tom Brady was getting every dime out of Mr. Kraft in the New England Patriots. But wouldn't you agree that he structured it in such a way that allowed the Patriots <laughs> exactly. to put a team around him? Everybody does it like that. 
everybody structured so you can put a team. There's not one guy that takes all the money and nobody else gets paid. Right. Not one. Everybody, Think about it. Every single quarterback structures the deal so they can put people around them. But there's a narrative, and that's just the saying of he structured it this way so it could help the team. Or prior to getting the deal done, he's going to take all the money so they won't be able to sign any other players. Have you ever seen that? Ever? No, you haven't. Even Dak Prescott, right? He took all the money. They're not going to be able to sign anybody. Guess what they're getting ready to do? They're getting ready to extend him again. They're getting ready to kick the can right on down the road so they can sign the players they need to sign. Well, they wouldn't have, been a, they wouldn't have never cut uh, Amari Cooper or traded Amari Cooper. They had to do it because of Dak Prescott's money. Stop it, man. I'm just saying. Yeah, but there, there is the case, though, Key, that I mean, it, it seems like with Joe Burrow, where his expectations are, aren't trying to shatter the glass the way Deshaun Watson did, which is considering different. what happened with Lamar Jackson, understand it's very different, but there are certain people that may want that to happen, right? And I look at um, doing what's right for the team or doing what's right for you. A lot of times, you know, like I, I don't like getting into people's pockets, Key, about what people deem they need for them in their lives. Some yeah. people may want to shatter the glass. Some other people may say, you know what, let's structure it this way, which is – more team friendly, whatever it is. But you're only going to shatter the glass at a certain percentage anyway, Jay, right? Agreed. They're not going to take yes. you. I don't remember Lamar's numbers because it was whatever. I think 184. Gonna, so right? they're not going to take you from 184 to 230. They're just not going to do it. But that, that's that, the point, that's, Key. That, that's wait, that's wait, what that's I'm saying. The, I think, I think they're guys not going to do it, though, regardless, no matter who you are. There's they're a bigger, just not going to do it. There's a bigger picture here I think we're not talking about. The NFL is one. The owners have made their point. Deshaun Watson was treated like a free agent, right? He went to the highest bidder. And then Lamar Jackson was the first guy to come around and say, I want that to be the new standard. And the league said, ah, it's not the new standard. It's, uh, you know, from last year, Kyler Murray. You just do better. Or Russell Wilson, someone like that. Jalen Hurts thought, okay, fine, that's the standard. He went along. And Lamar was like, wait a minute. And it took him a while, but the marketplace told him, no, we are not making the Deshaun Watson 230 the standard. It's going to be the last guy who was – Jalen Hurts, you can beat that by five million, right? A million a year, give yeah, or but, take. Yeah, but but that's you're talking about players, Max, that have not accomplished the 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 the, the they haven't accomplished what would take to get over the two hundred mark. Yeah, right. Patrick Mahomes is getting ready to smash it with a sledgehammer. Maybe I yeah. think okay. I, well, I, I think that no remains maybe. to be seen. I don't think there, Patrick Mahomes is going to get two thirty one guaranteed. I think he'll get oh, man, 200, you your, you, you, 201, you, you 199. You done lost your damn mind, Max. Okay, well, he listen. Getting sma- he getting ready to smash it with a sludge. Time will tell, but there's there a— There is no time will tell. Well, it, there is, because right Patrick, now it hasn't happened yet. Aaron Rodgers got $150 million on a three-year deal, fully guaranteed. Right. And you don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to get surpass? Two. Patrick Mahomes might get $300 million, man. Okay, well, that's great if he does. I think that— Well, yeah, of course it's great. Right, yeah, right. Getting it, he's getting it. <laughs> If Joe Burrow, when it comes to Joe Burrow, I think a lot of it, I think, Key, you're right. When, as it's being negotiated, the line that the teams and the media put out are constantly like, well, if he's going to be greedy, there won't be money for anyone else. He and then once they get the deal done, see, it's team friendly. But I think a lot of that has to do with what the perception of the quarterback is. Like if Kirk yeah, Cousins the breaks the bank, people are like, come on, man. No that's matter over, what he does, it's not team friendly. Yeah, that's an overpay. That's an overpay. Yeah, but at Joe overpay. Burrow, almost no well, matter what nice. he does, they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, it's worth it. It's Joe Burrow. But, yeah, but but the difference is, is Joe Burrow, like Jay was saying, it's all about how it's couched. Joe Burrow's 
the perception of Joe Burrow is different than the perception of other players. Mm-hmm. He's right. a hometown hero. He's a guy who has an LSU. Hometown he discount. A, he, he won the national title. He hasn't lost it in many years. It's back to a- continue to AFC say title over game and over every and year. over yeah. again. He's a nice guy. We like him. He's going to do right by us, and we're going to continue to take care of him for the rest of his career. Where on the other hand, that guy's trying to break the bank. Right. We want it. That's just it's an o- that's it's an overpay game. when yeah. you ain't that good. Yeah, it's an overpay. Yeah, it's the media, man. You know how they do. Meanwhile, in an interview with the Ringer, Devontae Adams says he does not see eye to eye on on the vision for their offense in Vegas. Quote: The front office thinks this is the best bet for us right now to put us in a position to be urgent. We don't see eye to eye on what we think is best for us right now. It all depends on the style of ball that we play. He's talking about with Jimmy Garoppolo starting at quarterback. If we play a certain brand of ball, I can get Garoppolo to conform to whatever. But if we use him a certain type of way, then it's going to make it tough for us to maximize who we should be this year. So what, what does this all tell you, Key? Are they headed for a divorce? I don't think they're headed for a divorce. Too much money involved, at least this year. Uh, you know, maybe next year, maybe the year after, if if Josh McDaniels is still around. Uh, Devontae Adams knows that, he, he for number one, there's a lot of players in the National Football League that they know their contract, but they don't understand their contract. Devontae Adams is a guy who knows his contract and understands his contract. So he's going to say what he's going to say. He's an all-pro with or without Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the top two receivers in the National Football League. Maybe him and Tyreek Hill, depending on who you like. At the end of the day, maybe it's Justin Jefferson. But he ain't far behind and he ain't far in front. At the end, he's the guy on the Raiders team. They've got to do what they need to do to put the football in his hands. And right now, like he said, he just don't see eye to eye with that type of style in which they want to run. Yeah, I feel like this is a divorce coming sooner or later, Key. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't yeah, know so, the numbers. No, it won't yeah. happen. It won't happen this year. But it, it's it, it's like okay, Aaron Rodgers who can sling it, arm, David Carr who can sl- Derek Carr, excuse me, David Carr, D Carr who can sling it, arm. <laughs> easier, huh? Yeah, easier. <laughs> and now Jimmy G who seems to be more methodical, right? Now you think about the Raiders led the league in rushing last year, and running the ball a ton. It just it feels like, Key, at the end of the day, if you're not getting the touches or if the volume of balls aren't coming your way, pause, if, if you're not getting the plays to come your way, then that, for a guy like him who's had top-flight quarterbacks, and I know that we like Jimmy G, but Jimmy G isn't throwing the, isn't throwing the deep ball the same way. And he just lost his tight end. Two. He just lost his highly just productive lost tight end. Yeah. Well, you don't see that being a major I, I, problem? No, Devontae Adams can play with anybody. You know, he, he's one of the receivers. He, like myself, could play with anybody. I, I don't need – I don't have to have a Hall of Fame quarterback to be successful. And, and he certainly showed last year, coming over from Green Bay, he didn't need a Hall of Fame quarterback to become an All-Pro. He just needed the opportunities. They may feel different. Of, it is so weird because they moved on from Carr. But they may feel different about the approach with Jimmy G and how the offense is constructed and how they do things methodically. And he's seeing that and saying to himself, man, we ain't going to have a chance playing with this. I can tell you how rec- – well, I, I well, speak receiver if you really want to just me well, break it down. Then, then why not have those conversations internally with Josh McDaniels then? Like why make a statement about it? 
Like especially God, early, right? It's, I'm, it's not, first I'm year. not feeling you. I'm not feeling you anyway because when I signed up to come over in well, the that, trade, that's what I'm you saying. You might have told me something totally different than what we're doing right now. You you told me that Carr was going to be here. You, I'm watching how you cheat, treated our running back in Jacobs. You moved on from Waller. So I'm in it now, but mm-hmm. you told me something different, different. to exactly. get me here, and then you moved on from the main reason I came, which is the quarterback that I played college with. So I'm already co- – coaches are full of it, Jay. They just are. I love all my coaches that I played with that did work right by me, but if, uh, by large, though, they talk in one ear and it goes right out the other. That's just – that's how they do. They, they're all lip service sometimes. So I wouldn't be shocked if something was said to him by the Raiders and that front office and the coaches that will have him saying what he's saying. Meantime, as you all know by now, the San Antonio Spurs won the draft lottery. Not the first time in their history they get the top overall pick with a transformational player, and Pop knows how to turn that into championships. But let's say your team is not the San Antonio Spurs. Jay is going to tell you why you should, have, you should still, maybe, depending on where you're picking, feel pretty good about things. 888-SAY-ESPN-KJM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Just like that, Popovich got his next great big. I mean, first there was David Robinson, and then Tim Duncan joined. And then that was about 10 years apart, right? They won a title. Robinson, remember, was going to retire without a title. Then they got Tim Duncan, and they won a title. And then, not quite 10 years later, a little bit more, but not much more, 12 or 13 years later, Kawhi gets drafted. Now, he wasn't number one overall, and, you know, he wasn't uh, celebrated as the number one pick, like, you know, as, as David Robinson certainly was. Even when Ewing went first, that was because Robinson was in the military at the time. He was supposed to be generational, and he was. And so was Duncan. And then Kawhi kept it going. And since then, there's been a drought, man. It's been bad. And here they go. Pop got... Victor Wembayama, who is considered the best basketball prospect since LeBron James, and probably along with LeBron and Lou Alcindor at the time, who of course became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of the three top prospects ever. Seven foot five with handles and a shot, right? Certainly one of the three most celebrated coming into the league. But Jay, you say... That Wembayama is not the well, only great talent in this draft. Well, I do want to say this because we haven't talked about Victor yet. So I, last night, Woj did say he has a chance to be the best NBA prospect in the history of the NBA. Uh, to me, that is still LeBron James. I think LeBron James came into the league league ready with the man's body. I would say the only thing that is left 
for Victor to do because his skill set is off the charts, right? It's more so the body and the frame to work on that, which should come in time. But he could not have been drafted to a better situation. And think about now what Greg Popovich, who's been really considering retiring for the last couple of years, is able to get. And, and how this organization has built their history of their franchise off international players from Tony Parker from France, Mano Ginobili from Argentina, Boris Diaw from France as well. The last two times they've had number one picks, 1987, David Robinson. I think that turned out well for them. Last time, 1997, Tim Duncan turned out extremely well for them. So the perfect situation for Victor Wimbanyama to go to. Um, but as it relates to other players in this draft, look, a lot of mock drafts have Brandon Miller from Alabama going number two. And there's this battle between Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson, who played in the G League. Now, Scoot Henderson is a special talent, okay? His body is ready-made for the NBA. He could be a Marcus Smart-like defender when he's locked in, but he has Russell Westbrook twitch fibers, but can shoot the rock, okay? Extremely talented. I think he's going to be an immediate impact player right away. This whole jockey in between two and three, talking to scouts last night, you hear about Brandon Miller that they're so infatuated with his upsides, the size, the length, his shooting ability, and his ability to be a defender when he is locked in. So it's you're measuring the upside of where Brendan Miller's body can be in five years and what his skill set can be and how that can continue to mature and the advantages you can have with his height as opposed to Scoot Henderson, who you kind of feel like his body has already matured, key to the point that, you know, does it mature a little bit more? Maybe so. But if you look at him, man, he built like a grown-ass man now. And he plays like it. His game is that seasoned. So you got those two. Then you got Amen Thompson and uh, Azur Thompson, too. Uh, they both work with Overtime Elite. They are special talented guards. There is not a lack of depth in this draft. I think this draft has a chance to be extremely good. There are quality players. Grady Dick, obviously, coming from Kansas. Uh, yeah, Taylor Hendricks, power forward. He's a beast as well. I, there's a lot of talent out there, Key, uh, but obviously it starts with Wimbayama, Brandon Miller, and Scoot Henderson up top. Yeah, Wimbayama, he's going to um, be uh, brought up to speed with the Spurs before he becomes a Laker in the next five years. So that's kind of how I'm six looking and at a half it. Usually. Six right, and well, a half, okay, well, six and a half, whatever yeah. you want to call it, Max. I just yeah. know he'll – in the end, he'll have a purple and gold on because, you know, yeah. we target guys. No doubt. We specifically, Jay, look for certain guys and say, okay, we're going to that, we'll get work. him. That'll yeah, work. Yeah, that'll work for Hey, let's see. Uh, Shaq's in Orlando. We'll, we'll figure out how to get him. Oh, AD's in New Orleans. We'll figure out how you to know, get him. That's what we do. It's funny. You bring up Shaq. When I, I should include Shaq in the most ballyhooed um, draft picks, right? Because I, there, there was the two most celebrated coming into the league were Kareem and LeBron. I'd say right under that was Shaq, who was not the college player Kareem was, but people could see, like, damn. You know, like after David Robinson and Patrick Ewing, you, you're the, he, Shaq is coming, right? What's interesting to me is, has there been enough? Am I missing someone who's been that celebrated coming into the league? Because when you think about what those guys have achieved, Kareem could not have had more hype in his day. And if anything, he exceeded the hype somehow. LeBron could not have had more hype in his day. If anything, he exceeded somehow, he exceeded the hype. Shaq was extremely hyped, and again, if anything, exceeded it. Here we go with Wembayama. What's his floor? Like, barring injury, knock wood, he's a very tall, skinny guy, right? 
barring injury, what's his floor? All NBA? Is that his floor? All NBA? But when you consider others who are as celebrated as him, all having turned out to be among the very all-time greatest, I think there's real reason to be excited here. I, I think there's, I mean, there's a reason why everybody in San Antonio was jumping up and down last night. I mean, that, it, and he's going to the perfect place, as you said. Perfect. I mean, did you see when it happened? Like well, the joke, better eat. The representative was like, "Yeah, let's go, let's go." He started yelling. I mean, look, there was one highlight they showed, and I've seen him play for the last year and a half. But literally, he shot a three, shot a three key, and when the ball bounced off the rim, he caught a putback dunk. Yeah, he caught That's a three. putback dunk hey, on his Jay. own three with two at steps. seven five. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey Jay, does he have? This is I the mean, play I, right there. Look. Oh, like that's you're watching on ESPN two right now. Shot a damn three key and then caught a putback. That's cheat and banged man. it. No, that's cheat. He didn't even jump really. But does he have a, a? And maybe it's just me because of the thinness and long. Does he have some KG stuff to him? I, I think that. Well, I don't know. It's more the the KD yeah. than KG. Like Key, look at the threes he's taking. Well, off but one the leg. league is. But that's the league now in terms of shooting threes. I'm just. KG and them didn't really, I mean, you know, they wasn't really pulling them like that. Well, I'm just a, saying, he just, maybe it's because it's the skinniness. I don't know. He just, well, that, that's he why I say like it's more of the bit. KD. It's like the skill set. I mean, he's, he's yeah. shooting one legged threes. Yeah. Like off, off the dribble, man. I'll tell that you joke, this much. I think, tall. I think KG, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I don't care what anyone's measured. KG is the tallest human being I've ever stood next no, to. This dude, no, this, this dude, this dude is, the is now replaced. No, I believe yeah, for sure. Wembayama is now the tallest man, man who ever lived. I, I just want to say for the record, the guy that got drafted in front of me was one inch taller than this man right here. Okay? <laughs> no, but this, but, 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 Jay, record, Max. but this dude, because he looked like a spaghetti, he just tall. He just he looked like a spaghetti. He, he, he is, just said a spaghetti. His, his footwork is <laughs> what, different. What should I have said, his Mr. Kellerman? Is different. A, a spaghetti, spaghetti. One stick of spaghetti. <laughs> he looks like a spaghetti. He looks like a spaghetti. It's a like one string. Very valuable piece of spaghetti, though. Oof. Like, dang, Going tall. on Popovich. Oh, I can't wait for him to put on the purple and gold. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Now you're a diehard Lakers fan? I've always been a Lakers fan. Stop that. All right. Is it time for guys like Key to give Jokic some credit, KJM? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.